0: Welcome to the Poli Political Podcast, with myself, Davis Brown, as your host. On today's episode, we will be discussing the Syrian civil war and its main aspects. We'll commence by explaining the start of the conflict, which will lead into a discussion of Russia and the United States' role in it, its two major world powers. Lastly, we'll speak on each side's agenda and the confusion amongst allies. What's happening in Syria is major, and it deserves to be talked about so prior to the civil war beginning there was already tension between syrian civilians and the country's monarchical dictator bashar al-assad who got his authority in 2000 after his father passed the people were fed up with the government's corruption and the lack of political freedom more so the country was experiencing high unemployment rates so in march of 2011 pro-democratic arab spring demonstrators peacefully protested in the streets of the Syrian city Dara. In return, the government responded by shooting at the protesters. A similar protest again happened in July with the government once again firing at protesters. However, contrary to the first occurrence, the protesters shot back alongside some defected Syrian troops who claimed the title the Free Syrian Army. This is when the civil war began and parties from across the globe began entering into it. In January of 2012, al-Qaeda formed a new Syrian branch, Jabhat al-Nusra, who would fight alongside the Syrian rebels. Around then, Syrian Kurdish groups also informally seceded from the Assad regime in the north. Then that summer, both Iran and the Gulf states put their hands in the conflict. Iran supplied Assad with hundreds of generals and soldiers, while the Gulf states funded and provided resources to the rebels. Later that year, an Iranian-backed militia, Hezbollah, invaded Syria to fight alongside the Syrian government. Soon after, Russia and the United States got involved in the conflict. In April of 2013, the U.S whom was previously aligned with Syria, signed a secret order permitting CIA agents to train and equip Syrian rebels. Then on September 10th, 2013, the US committed to using targeted airstrikes against Assad after he used chemical weapons on his people. They would, however, later back out. Three days later, Russia requested that Assad forfeit the chemical weapons used to the international community. The US entered the war officially weeks later. Then, in February of 2014, an Iraqi al-Qaeda affiliated group broke away and called themselves ISIS and carved out its own mini state in Syria called Caliphate. That summer, they marched across Iraq and gained more territory. Soon afterwards, the US switched their priority from Assad to bombing the terrorist organization. The Pentagon also began training Syrian rebels and Kurds, but only those who would fight ISIS, not Assad. Then in September of 2015, Russia flipped their stance and began bombing anti-Assad rebels, many of whom were US-backed. More than a year later, Donald Trump was elected US president and vowed to stay out of Syria and allow the Assad regime to remain in power. At the end of 2016, Assad regained control of Aleppo, the last major city in rebel control, with the aid of Russian air power. However, the US changed its tune of non-interventionism when Assad again used chemical weapons on his people, killing 85, 20 of whom were children. The US launched dozens of Tomahawk missiles in response. Later, on April 14, 2018, the U.S., alongside some of its European allies, airstrikes Syria after Assad once again used chemical weapons on his people. Now, since we've discussed the roles of the U.S. and Russia, it's time to speak on the confusing agendas of each side. For instance, the U.S. and Turkey have an alliance with one another. However, while the U.S. has aided Syrian Kurdish groups, Turkey has bombed and been hostile to them on multiple occasions. Additionally, while the U.S. funds the Syrian rebels, they refuse to do so and urge their allies against doing it for some Al-Qaeda affiliates, even though they are fighting the same cause. Lastly, while Russia claims to be against ISIS, they have majorly let them be and allocated their resources to weakening the rebels. All in all, the Syrian war is extremely messy as a result of the many involved parties. We've reached the end of today's episode, and I'd like to thank you all for taking time out of your days to educate yourself on current global affairs. Will one side ever prevail in the Syrian civil war, or will the never-ending bloodbath continue? That is uncertain, but what isn't is that nothing seems likely to happen anytime soon. Thank you again for listening and talk to you soon.